Good morning, everyone. Shawnee Pinkasek here with Christian Racketeers, and I am so glad that you tuned in to join us today. If you're new here, please say hello. Let us know where you are tuning in from. Also, please share the name of your nonprofit um, so we can check out what God is doing in your organization. We love coming to you live every Wednesday, and today's live is going to be something that you're going to want to pull out your notes for, grab your pen, and get ready as we dive into God's word and say, see what he's saying to us in this season. So let's open with a word of prayer, and we're going to dive right into the word. Father God, I thank you for your love, Lord. I thank you for how you brought us together, God, today to study your promises, God. Thank you, God, that you are faithful, that you are working, and that we get to see you each and every day in our lives. Thank you, God, for your goodness and your love and your joy and peace. And God, thank you for everyone gathered here. Father, I thank you for their ministries and the work that you are doing and the lives that you are touching and how the gospel is going forth to the nations. Father, I pray right now that you bless our time together and that you will open ears to hear what you have downloaded to be said today. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody. So we're going to dive in. I want you to open your Bible with me. I've got mine right here. Um, this is my John Maxwell Bible. I highly recommend it. We're going to head to number 13, and we're going to start at verse 17. So I'm going to set up the story for you here. So they're getting ready. The Israelites are getting ready to explore Canaan because God has told them that they're going to go into the promised land, but they need a plan to do so. So Moses calls together 12 spies. And I'll be honest, when I first thought of 12 spies, I kind of related it to my 12 kids. <laughs> However, they're not spies. But I was like, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me here? And God just downloaded so much. And I want to share it with you because it's so powerful. And I know it's going to encourage you in this season. So verse 17, when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, go up through the Negev and on and into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they walled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was a season for the first ripe grapes. So he told them what they needed to do. They needed to go into the land and survey it. They needed to look at the people, the, you know, what needed to be done, you know, and often we need to survey where God is calling us to go. But here's where the problem went to. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rebot, toward Lebo Hamath. They went up through Najib and came to Hebron where... Um, Amon, yeah, these words, guys. Shishai, Tamali, the descendants of Anak lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zon in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Ishakol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. 
Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Ishkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. So they went into the land, they cut off a cluster of grapes, they brought back some pomegranates and figs. Here's where their perspective shifted. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave to Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us. It does flow with milk and honey. So they did see the goodness. And here is its fruit. But, the but. I don't know about you, but have you ever said, but God, after he tells you to do something? I've done it. I've done it. Look what happens. But the people who live there are powerful. The cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the deserts of Anak there. The Amakites live in the Najib. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for certainly we can do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, Well, we can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they are spread among the Israel and they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. We're gonna pause there. So let's talk. So we talked about how our story starts with 12 spies. They're sent into the promised land to survey it, to look at what they need to do to conquer it because the Lord has already given them the victory. I want to say to you, God has already given you the victory in your nonprofit. He did that when he gave you the vision, the vision and mission for you to change the lives of the people that you are called to touch. He's already given you the plan. Your job is to walk in obedience and faith with him and walk it out step by step, day by day, trusting and remembering that he who promised is faithful. So the land flowed with milk and honey and fruit. However, the 10 looked at the obstacles. They looked at the fear. They looked at how big the giant was, but not how big their God was. God had already given them the victory. Now, Caleb, on the other hand, was courageous. And you see Caleb's courage in verse 30. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land, for certainly we can do it. Confidence, boldness, the faith. Yes, let's go. But often, as nonprofit leaders, we see the finances that need to come in, the partnerships that we don't have. The journey seems impossible. But it goes back to the promise of nothing is impossible with God. 
If God gave you this vision and mission, he will give you all that you need to accomplish it. The 10 saw the Nephilim instead of the promise. What are you seeing? Are you seeing the lack, the giant? Or are you seeing the promised land? That promised land is the special needs mom comforted. Those kids that need toys for Christmas with the smiles on their faces. They're oppressed, set free. The widow and the orphan taken care of. Those children that are wandering the streets, hungry, tired, alone, fed, loved, shown God's love, and going out and sharing that with others. Are you seeing what we see in Kenya? Our young girls being kicked to the streets because they are pregnant, not by anything that they have done, but because they've been victims of trafficking and they're alone, abandoned, and afraid. But God, mercy's light exists to bring hope into that area, to be a beacon of light where we bring hope, healing, and the power of the gospel. God's love to these young girls, 13 to 18, and they're beautiful babies. And we get to see the lives changed and transformed. And you get to see that every day in your nonprofit. So we get in the butt phase. Excuse me, my notes are over here. Sponsors are leaving. It's a recession. No one wants to donate in the season. The land that God's called me to buy is expensive. It's $30,000. It's $300,000. The budget is short, but I didn't say your butt there. Whatever your butt, your God is bigger. God is bigger than the butts of life because his promises are true. God is faithful and he meets us in any season that we walk through. I want you instead of the butt, when you're seeing the doubt, when you're looking at that budget and seeing the lack to go to the promise that God gave you for your nonprofit ministry. So for me, I go to God is with me. He goes before me. He fights my battles. He gives me victory. He's given me favor. God is my provider, my healer, my strength, my hope, my deliverer. He is so much more, more than enough. I go to my Bible says, insert promise here and there's so many I go to the i'm enough in christ cards and i remember who i am in christ and what christ has called me to do caleb and joshua remained confident in god's promise and they entered the promised land for you that's you seeing what god has given you come to fruition the other 10 caved to fear and they stayed in the wilderness they stayed in the well, God, it's too hard. God, the budget is not enough. God, there's not many people to come alongside me. God, and that kept them in the wilderness struggling. God's provision is for you. God's promises are for you. They are yes and amen. This book is filled with God's promises. Open it up. Read it. 
Carrie and I have been on a journey through Advent season of every morning waking up and finding a promise from God, writing it down, looking at where we saw it in our nonprofit, where we're believing for it in the future. I will tell you it has changed and transformed our lives. God's promises are there to change and transform your life. They are yes and amen. They are alive and active. The Bible or the word of God says that it's alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. This is how you fight your battles. My kids joke because I have written on here, turn it around. I have my Bible and it says, this is how I fight my battles. They know if I need something that mama needs her Bible. <laughs> so what do you do instead? I want you to pray. I want you to journal. I want you to get in the word. I want you to seek the Lord. And I want you to do what he says. I want you to thank him in advance for what he's done. That's your annual report. That's you looking at God gave me this vision, this mission, these people to serve. He's called me to this. He's equipped me for it. And I want to share it with the world. I want you to post on social media what God is doing in your organization. I want you to share that, like Angelia, she helped her and her organization help the Ledin families this Christmas have a brighter Christmas than, Christmas than what they would have had before. I want you to celebrate what God is doing in your life and in your nonprofit. And I want you to keep it in front of you. What helps me in this nonprofit journey, I'm going to open my drawer here. As I keep our babies close and I remember that Shabina needs me to keep going. I remember that there is another young baby like Shabina out there that needs the hope that you find at Mercy's Light Family. I remember and share what God is doing. I love what we do at Mercy's Light Family. I love getting to share it with people around us because God is doing amazing, amazing things in Khalifi County, Kenya, in Mombasa. And he's going to do even greater. And I look forward to the vision and mission that God has given Carrie for that area and seeing it come forth. I look forward to seeing what God has called Dana to do in the Dominican. I look forward to the Hope Center being built. I look forward to Angelia's school being built and more children coming to know the Lord. I look forward, look forward. When you sit in your doubt and when fear creeps in on you, just like it did those 10 spies, when they looked at the giant, look forward, look forward to God's blessing. The favor of God rests on you. He is for you, not against you. I have studied Psalms recently and gotten in Psalms about how God is my refuge and strength. My help comes from him, not from, you know, the systems are good. It's, it's wise to have systems in place. But I'll tell you, and I'll be honest, I had a totally different message for you today. I was ready to hop on here, talk about goals, tell you what to set, da, da, da. And all of a sudden this morning, my quiet time, I sat with my coffee 
and had three pages of notes to tell you perspective or promise. I want you to hold on to hope, the hope that God has given you. I want you to pray for the people in your organization. Believe God for greater. I want you to get the vision in front of you and make it plain. And any day that you're struggling, community is here. We are here for you at Christian Marketeers. That's what this community is all about. And if you need a coach, you've got two of them and Carrie and I. When you join the Christian Marketeers family on the, you know, on the higher level inside of what we do, jump in the course. The price of the course is going up in the new year. You want to hop in now. We say, you know, tell me more, but tell me more in the comments and I'll get you the information. I also want you to write your annual report. I want you to share what God is doing in your organization. Last week, we shared what that looks like. And there's a template system for that. For the low cost of $17, plug and play. You pop in your pictures. You pop in your wording. And you get it out. When people see the vision and mission that God has given you, when people see the lives changed and transformed, the work God is doing because of your obedience, miracles. I will tell you, the, you've, you've heard about, if you've been here a while, the miracle of the third floor. I look at that picture when it comes up and I see God's faithfulness. God provided in a miraculous way that we could not even fathom. He's going to do the same for you. I'm going to leave it there. I want you to share in the comments what resonated with you most about today's message. I want you to dive into Numbers 13 and 14. I want you to look at what God did. And because of the obedience of Caleb and Joshua, they entered the promised land. However, together, 10, they died in the wilderness. We exist here at Christian Rocketeers for you not to die in the wilderness. Did you know 50% of all nonprofits fail due to lack of structure, lack of, you know, volunteers, lack of funding, lack, but abundance is found in Christ. And that's where we come in to remind you of the abundance of Christ, to come alongside you, to walk with you and your nonprofit. And let's get to that promised land together. We will see you again next week. We are so thankful for you. We are believing God for incredible things for you and your organization in 2023.